0: Welcome back to Big Lezzers League in all rugby league experience. Let's go through uh, your Super Saturday games for round five. The first one was obviously the Manly Seagulls and the Newcastle Knights. What about this game? The first draw of the year, 32 all. Definitely not how I saw this game going. I thought it was going to be a big Manly win, uh, but... You know, it was a tough start. It was a tough game. It was a very fast paced game, as well, in some points as well. Um, but yeah, look, mainly that had a very tough start. They got two tries. Hamole uh, Kawatu was one of those try scorers, and he got sent for 10 minutes for a prof- professional foul. Jesus Christ, I cannot speak. Uh, and the Knights did capitalize on that as well with a try set up by Jackson Hastings, just playing simple footy down that left-hand side, and uh, they score a try on the wing there. But look, that first 10 minutes was so unpredictable. We didn't know who was going to score the first try right up until the Manly Seagulls did. Then they scored another. Um, and then the Knights were just really, really tough in defence. And um, obviously, an error by Hamole Olakawatu, professional foul. He gets sent. Knights capitalise. But Homole Kawatu, before he got sent in the first 10 minutes of the game, he had 75 meters in 17 minutes. The first 17 minutes, sorry, of that game, he had 75 meters, which I thought was an amazing effort there. That's why I put it in the notes. Uh, I thought that was an awesome little stint there for him in the first 20 minutes to run 75 meters is pretty good. Um, and Fitzgibbon had an awesome break there and the Knights roll on another try with heaps of momentum. It was seriously a very constant momentum shift throughout this game, um, You know, that Saifidi short ball as well. Got the Knights well and truly on the front foot there to Jack Johns. That was unbelievable. Um, It was 10 all, then obviously a strong set that is mainly nilly score, but it was taken away due to a double movement and a knock on. Um, you know, really couldn't decide between the two for me. It was very, very close. Uh, but it was double movement there and it was a no try. Uh, Lockie Fitzgibbon then gets sent to the bin and it was a fast game of footy. Uh, the Knights were very resilient, in my opinion, to sort of hold out mainly. Um, you know, Dom Young... Try off for Saifidi, try got disallowed and Dom Young, he scores a very awesome try and then he goes on to score uh, a first half double which turns into a triple which turns into four tries there for Dom Young which was insane, definitely one of the better players of the weekend, four tries in his return game, played reserve grade last week. As Mick Ennis said, I don't think he's going to be playing reserve grade again uh, going into this weekend. He was outstanding. Um, But yeah, look, I think it was a very resilient effort from the Knights to stay in this game, particularly when they've had a tough few weeks. Say what you want about the Manly Seagulls and the Knights having a draw here. Um, You know, you couldn't knock Manly after that performance. It was super tough. It was a super tough game. You could only really credit the Newcastle Knights with the improvement that they've had over the past few weeks as well with a tough win there. Uh, I wouldn't say a win, but a tough draw there against the Manly Seagulls. It just shows they're going in somewhat the right direction. Um... But yeah, look, I mean, the lead changed again and again and again in that first and second half. Uh, I thought Lachlan Miller, I thought it was one of his better weeks. His ball playing was outstanding. He was in every single play. He had six tackle busts in the first half, which was outstanding. So a really big performance by uh, Lockie Miller throughout that game. There were just a few errors where it sort of uh, contradicted his good efforts uh, in that game. I think that was very similar to last week as well. You know, the good, eff- uh, the bad efforts contradict the good ones, um, but I thought he was fantastic in this one, uh, Lockie Miller. Um, Jake Trevojevic, 25 tackles in the first half as well, and uh, he went on to make a stack of tackles in the second half as well, so big effort from Jake Trevojevic. He was definitely my front rower of the week. He was unbelievable. Uh, ben Trevojevic, you know, the Trevojevic name has been very unlucky in terms of hamstring injuries. Obviously, Tom Trevojevic over the past three years and now ben Ben copping a hamstring injury in this game as well. Um, Tualagi scores for Manly. His first try for the Manly Seagulls as well. An awesome omen try there for Manly. Uh, it was a really even fight and a super tight one as well. And, um, yeah, you can see why it was a draw. There was just no push from either team uh, in Golden Point either. And, um, yeah, it just stayed 32 all. Uh, Dom, uh, Sorry, DCE, he missed a field goal and then he went for a few weird plays on last tackle, uh, particularly when he was in alright position to kick a field goal as well. He could have kicked one to win the game, but just wasn't confident in it. Um, so he made some really strange decisions on last plays, uh, which sort of, I guess, I wouldn't say it lost Manly the game, but there were chances where he could have kicked the field goal and chose not to, so uh, very interesting there from DCE, but um, it was a solid effort from Newcastle, a solid effort from Manly, really tough game it was 32 all the first draw of the year very very interesting game and um yeah it was very entertaining as well from both Newcastle and from Manly but so Newcastle as well as I said particularly because they've had a tough start to the year for them to get that draw I think it's It's a sign that they are going in the right direction going into the next few games as well. So awesome there from Newcastle. Uh, The next game, and look, I will apologise because I put out a pretty bad omen on the Dolphins here. The preview came out late. Nearly forgot the game was even on and uh, put out the preview for the um, Sharks and Warriors game instead. So I had an absolute shocker in terms of the preview on Saturday. And again, I do apologise for that because it was a really shit go on my end. I should have been a bit more prepared. If you look at my story, I think you've seen that I punished myself um, with a shit haircut. So if you want to go on the page and have a look at that one, um, you're more than welcome to because I well and truly punished myself myself with a pretty interesting new hairdo looking like Slim Shady well and truly. But um, yeah, look, I mean, it was a very disappointing game from the Dolphins, a very disappointing game. And I mean, look, you couldn't blame them too much because obviously Milford was ruled out in the first few minutes with a hamstring injury. It was a massive blow. um, um like there was just no half back after that there was a lot of you know unorganization from you know the dolphins i felt like there was a lot of pressure on katoa to perform as well um and it was just downhill from there i mean ben hunt really took the scruff of the neck in this game and and just put out a big performance um and really just drove the dragons to this win um Yeah, look, I mean, it was a tough physical start before Milford came off. Uh, His kicking game, Milford, before he came off, was outstanding. I thought that he was really coming in strong and proving why, uh, you know, Wayne Bennett made the right choice and putting him in the number seven jersey for that game. The Dragons then got a little bit of momentum, they scored two tries, uh, and obviously then Milford does his hamstring, um, there was a lot of pressure on Katoa, big Blake Laurie scores a try, and then as I said, just downhill from there, penalty goal makes it 12-8 at half time, uh, didn't really matter too much because obviously um, the Dragons just went on to absolutely obliterate the the Dolphins here, and uh, you know, the Jacob Little, I thought, was quite impressive at nine. You know, Ben Hunt was really impressive at seven. It was just a really good showing from the Dragons and sort of proving that they might not be the wooden spooners at the end of the year if they keep putting up these really solid performances. And, um, yeah, look, it was a very, very interesting game and I think one that the Dolphins are going to sort of be thinking about going into this week. And particularly the main thought that's going to be in their mind is who is going to be playing in the number seven jersey. There's going to be a lot of head noise. Uh, for me, it'll probably be Cody, Cody Nicarima going into the next game who's playing in the number seven but you know they have got a, quite a few options they have got quite a few options as guys in reserve grade that are performing quite well uh, particularly over the past few weeks um, you know you've got guys like Trey Fuller who had a really solid game on the weekend uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, Kurt Donahue, he came into this Dolphins system as a number six. They sort of used him as a nine and a back rower coming off the bench in the first two weeks of the competition. Uh, Albert Kelly, they've also signed him. It might've gone under the radar a little bit for um, some Dolphins fans or just fans of rugby league that Albert Kelly has actually signed with the Dolphins. Uh, He's playing reserve grad at the moment for the Redcliffe side, but you know, he could come in next week as well. Uh, really depends what Wayne Bennett wants. There's also a guy uh, who played half back in the reserve grade side uh, last weekend, Cody Hunter. Uh, He'll be definitely one to keep an eye on. They could hand him his debut if they want to. Uh, But look, you know, if he passes the fitness test going into this week after his concussion, I think that Cody Nicarima grabs that jersey for me. Um, It all really depends if he passes the fitness test. Um, I think that... You know, he could definitely grab that jersey and, and play seven. I think he's the more likely option. But, you know, as I said, they have got guys like Trey Fuller, which I think is a bit of a rogue option, but particularly because he is such an off-the-cuff guy. And his size as well. He's a much smaller player compared to Kurt Donahue's, yeah, but Kelly's, even though Albert Kelly is quite uh, short in size, he is quite stocky. Um, they're all they're all quite small guys, but Kurt Donahue, he possesses more size. Um, but I think you know, having a guy like Isaiah Katoa who also possesses a bit of size on him as well, uh, it sort of helps out. with Having a guy like Trey Fuller, if they want to go and put Trey Fuller at six, and then you put, um, you know Isaiah Katoa at seven, there's an option there. Uh, but as I said, look, if if Cody Nickarayman passes that fitness test, it will probably be him grabbing the number seven. For me, I think that's the more likely option, and I think a lot of people on the page would agree. Uh, but you know, as I said, you have got options here. You know, it seems like they haven't got many options, but they have got about five options here that they could go with if they want to pull guys out of reserve grade being Trey Fuller, Kurt Donahue, Albert Kelly, Cody Hunter, again another one to watch and then obviously Cody Nicarema there who is probably the more likely one if he passes the fitness test going into this weekend. Uh, But yeah, definitely a headache uh, that the Dolphins need to sort out going into next week. Uh, But yeah, look, I mean, just crediting Ben Hunt and his performance in this game, he was sensational. He found his way to the line in the 54th minute as well, uh, and the Dragons opened up a uh, a 14-point lead with a breeze at their backs. In the 67, uh, 62nd minute, uh, Hunt delivered a superb long ball to Michaeli Ravalower as well. A big moment in that game. He steamrolled his defenders to score out wide. It was pretty much all over from there. There was a really solid performance from uh, the Dragons here. You know, some big performances from their forwards as well. Black Laurie obviously scoring a try, but just solid through the middle as well. Uh, Jacob Little at nine was outstanding. Uh, Tyrell Sloan at the back had some big big moments. I thought Amona had a decent game in his first game back for the, for the dragons as well. Um, And then Ben Hunt, obviously the big one for me, uh, for the dragons as well, getting them the win in this one. It was a real masterclass and, You know, I mean, there were some factors that sort of handed it to the Dragons as well. I mean, Mark Nichols, he did um, get sin-binned with 13 minutes to play, which is a bit of a confusing one. The professional foul there, I don't think there was much in it. Um, The Dragons did capitalise on that, you know, one-man advantage and really shut out the Dolphins. So, uh, good win by the Dragons and a lot of head noise going into this week for the Dolphins as well. There's going to be a lot to think about. The big one, obviously, who plays seven uh, we'll have to wait and see who plays seven going into this weekend. And look, as I said, a lot of people are picking Cody Nikurama, but you know, Wayne Bennett is one of those guys who goes for the rogue play. You know, he goes for the rogue play. Could pick, you know, Kurt Donahue or Trey Fuller or you know the other guy, Cody Hunter as well, playing seven at the moment for Redcliffe. So uh, he could go for the rogue play. We know that. Um, Wayne Bennett is capable of going for the road play as well, so definitely one to watch out for. And then the last game of your Super Saturday, the Broncos v. the Tigers. Fuck me. This was one of the best games of the weekend here. The Broncos, it was such a dominant game from them, especially in the first half as well. Payne Haas had a masterclass. Wow, well, what about that rhyme there, eh? Payne Haas with a masterclass. Anyway, let's like, let's ignore my uh, stupidity there. Payne Haas had a really solid game. Um, you know... Just in terms of his running game, his passing game, that try that he scored at a dummy half was. Fucking superb. Um, he just had an all-round blind. I really did. It was super solid throughout that entire game. Uh, but you've got to give credit where credit is due. And Adam Reynolds was unbelievable there at seven. His kicking game, his passing game, he's had a really impressive past few weeks. If he keeps this up, if Rhys Walsh keeps up his form, I'd definitely make the argument that they're going to be a top eight, if not top four side uh, when it comes to finals. Now, I know it's a bit early to make that prediction. Obviously, there's a plenty of weeks to go. In fact, there's about 20 weeks to go in this competition uh, But look I mean With the form That the Broncos Have come out in To start the year It is super impressive If they can keep it up They're definitely Going to be a finals team For me uh, It was super impressive Reynolds ball playing Was immaculate His kicking game Was amazing Payne Haas Had a masterclass. class uh, you got Race Walsh here Who's an absolute Blinder over the past Few weeks His speed His passing game His deception it was unbelievable. The Broncos they had a really solid game. Uh, Jordan Rickey, too. 50 games for the try. It was awesome to see. And he'd had a pretty awesome game as well in terms of his defense uh, and his attack as well. Jordan Rickey. Payne Haas, he ran 104 meters in the first half. It just goes to show how good of a game he really had. Uh, but the Broncos, they're really good at seizing momentum. And particularly over the past few weeks, they've done that really, really well. So credit to the Broncos playing some really good footy at the moment. Um, you know, the Tigers, as for the Tigers, you know, the errors and the miscommunication, the effort areas in some of the plays. I mean, it was almost like at some stages of that game, they just didn't want to be there. Um, you know, there were some good moments in that game. I thought Adam Dewey had some decent moments there at fullback. Again, I'm quite adamant that he's not a fullback. Uh, I thought Simpkins' try was quite good to get them back into the game as well. Simkin off the bench, played okay. Um yeah, but just the errors and the miscommunication we let them down and, uh, you know, when they finally scored, it was way too late. The Broncos had gotten on a bit of a roll and it was going to be pretty hard for the Tigers to come back in that game if they wanted to. I mean, Rhys Walsh, Renault, Payne Haas, just absolutely insane, absolutely insane. I think you can see the frustration with the Tigers as well. I mean, it's pretty obvious from the players towards the end of that game. Even Alex Twaller guy you wouldn't really see, have a bit of a tantrum. He was getting a bit upset at Payne Haas and a bit of a scraffle there. Um, you know... It was just some moments where you could just see the frustration on their faces. You know, they just didn't want to be there. It looked like at some stages in their game, as I said. And the 46-12 loss for the West Tigers really, really hurt them. And as I said, they pretty much gave up in some stages of that game. They really need to get their discipline sorted. If they do, they've got the Ford pack to win games. They've got Alpha and Gowie, who's sitting in reserve grade for some unknown reason. David Clummer, who I think is still one of the better forwards in the competition. Um, you know, Appy Coruscant, who I would argue, particularly last year, was one of the best hookers in the game. Uh, he was sensational. I mean, they've got a recipe for success. They just need to sort out this spine. They also need to get some effort areas as well. they got the two best back rowers for me, potentially in the comp over the next few weeks if they really put the effort in. They've got the recipe. They just need to work at it. They need to sort out this spine. Adam Dewey needs to go back to six. They need to keep Brandon Wake up at seven for me. Luke Brooks needs to go into the 14 sort of role or even give him a few weeks off in reserve grade for me. Uh, but they need to lock down this spine. Dane Laurie needs to go back to fullback. The fact that they've left him out of this side is a real head scratcher, particularly when he was the best player in that team last year. There's some real head scratches for the West Tigers that they really do need to sort out uh, over the next few weeks. But this was a really disappointing game and Tim Shane's not happy whatsoever. Uh, really tough game here for the Tigers. Hopefully, Hopefully, they're better next week in the Broncos. There's no real criticisms here for the Broncos. They were absolutely perfect, and I can't wait to see how they go next weekend, or this weekend, I should say.